This is the Book Marketing Action Podcast, and I'm Becky Robinson. Since 2012, my team and I have partnered with more than 100 authors to launch more than 150 business books. On this podcast, I'll share the best insights and actionable ideas from our work so that you can implement sustainable activities to reach your goals for your book. Whether you are a seasoned author looking to breathe new life into your book or someone who dreams of writing a book someday, this podcast will help you be more successful in getting results as an author. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Book Marketing Action Podcast. This is actually our last episode of the season, and my team and I decided to pull together some of the highlights of season three. We have had some great interviews and episodes this year, and 2022 will always be very special to me because it's the year that I launched my first book, reach, create the biggest possible audience for your message, book, or cause. And I'm grateful for the many connections and opportunities that writing the book brought to me. Of course, as you know, I believe that marketing a book is a long-term investment. So we are really just beginning to share this book with the world and look forward to more opportunities to do so in 2023. But I hope you'll uh, take the time to listen to these highlights from the year, and I'd love to hear your feedback about what episode from season three of the Book Marketing Action podcast was your favorite. So listen and enjoy, and I'll be back with you next year. There really is a sense of community, and it's not this great blank space that people should be intimidated by that their favorite authors are also just readers who have author friends and maybe people who are humming and hawing about whether to query their own books can see that it, it really is kind of a nice world sometimes. I would say, um, especially if you're, you know, a aspiring author, if you've got a manuscript and you don't know if you're ready to jump into the publishing world, just, just email or go to the website of one of your favorite authors and, and try it out. Just like talk to them. It's, we're not scary. We're actually loved. Even, even yeah. really popular authors with, you know, best-selling books love to see an email come in that just says, I love your work. Like, I just wanted to say hi. So don't be afraid to do that. So write yeah. to an author today. Yeah. My takeaway would always be when you are an author looking at social media use the 80-20 rule, talk 80% about other people's books to 20% about your own. Because then you're bonding with readers over somebody else's work and they might love that book and then check yours out. And then that's an actual authentic relationship you have with that reader. So I like to always make sure I'm promoting 80% of other people's stuff to 20% of my own. What sold my book was me being me. And everybody in your network is in your network because they love you. So if you try to be me, they're going to be like, who's that? I mean, it's like those old, like, you remember those old martial arts movies where like the mouth would move and then you'd hear the words and it's like the audio and the video, like they just didn't, they didn't match, you know, like they weren't dubbed the right way. Like, I feel like sometimes you see people and their body language doesn't match their words or what they post online doesn't match their message. And I feel like the best advice that I could give to anybody is just fully be who you are. So as it relates to the professional video, it was a really fun and exciting experience. And one of the ideas I want to highlight is that if you are going to hire a professional videographer for a shoot that you consider doing more than footage for the book trailer only. 
if you plan ahead, you can use the expense and investment in a professional videographer as an opportunity to get footage that can serve your needs way beyond the book trailer alone. I've been very influenced with Seth Godin's uh, daily blogging habit that, you know, you show up every day with something valuable to share, even if it's small and short uh, in nature. The first thing that I feel uh, is important when we're sharing online is to have your own home base. Uh, I see a lot of Instagram bloggers and I see a lot of Twitter Twitter thread writers and stuff like that. But I, I think that having a home base is, is the key to consistency. You know, a place that you can decorate with your own thoughts is, I think, invaluable in a, in a, in a distracted world. A lot of success is not just about talent because I feel that consistent See, beats talent uh, all the time in my experience. Um, that being consistent in the pursuit is very important. The other important thing that, and this might sound a little spiritual, but it is actually um, uh, powerful, is that I feel that we have to treat our journey as a reward. And, you know, so because a lot of people aim for, I, I'm uh, short of 150 followers uh, to 3,000 followers or 10,000 followers or whatever that number. They're chasing a magic number that they want to touch, you know. And I feel it's it's of no value if you're not enjoying the whole process. If you're constantly hustling to build your audiences, then you are probably doing it wrong. I think the, the process of building an audience, the process of sharing your ideas is a joyful process. It is a process that has to bring joy and satisfaction as much as it brings attention and audience to you. When we speak about giving, it, it you know, kind of, it, it's like, oh, wow, oh, talk about giving, you know, and, and, oh, just, no, giving is a, it really in this case means providing immense value to others, being focused on providing immense value to others, not, not giving in such a way that you're saying, oh, I'm such a giver or, you know, something like that. That's, that's really not what it is. It's, it's, yeah, it's a way of life, but it's also a great strategy too, because when you, when you give value to others, not with an attachment to what you're going to receive, but understanding that it's simply uh, not only a more fulfilling way of conducting business, but it actually happens to be the most profitable way of business. Now you can reach people and, and people say, well, but, but there's so many, but the internet is so jammed now. And there's so many people on there competing for, yeah, well, that's true, but that's always been the way it is. Um, but the people who find ways to, again, bring value to others are the people who stand out. I think it's really fascinating to look at the latest numbers on how people are using social media because our patterns of usage have really changed during the pandemic. You know, the pandemic has changed so much of life and it's changed how we've consumed social media. And one of the big changes is around TikTok. Now, young people have been on TikTok for years. TikTok debuted in 2016. It's one of the youngest social media platforms, but it's growing exponentially. And during the pandemic, it grew. And the number of people who are 40 and over that audience grew on TikTok. So right now, TikTok has an estimated audience of 100, of 1 billion people. So 1 billion people, one eighth of the world's population, that thing, that blows my mind. One eighth of the world's population is on this platform and using it regularly. So many thought leaders in the nonfiction and leadership space um, resist TikTok because they think it's all kids doing dances. And certainly that's there. 
and you can see old people do dances too, um, including people my age. I'm, I, I'll be completely transparent. I'm 55. I'm part of that 400 million um, over age 40 uh, obsessed with TikTok. So um, there's a wide range of content there. But what we're finding is that it's really a learning platform. Um, it started as an entertainment platform with all the dancing, um, and that still exists, but it's really become a place for inspiration and information content, much like Facebook and Instagram are. And it has a vibrant book talk community. And book talk is where people are talking about books, they're sharing books that are important to them. And, um, and so it can really support titles. We see sales go up when um, a book talker mentions a, a book. We see sales go up for clients who participate on TikTok and promote their books or have a video that does especially well. So it really is a great um, learning space. And I encourage thought leaders to think of it in that way. Like everybody, I would like for success to come rapidly. That's that's a nice thing. We would definitely like that. But what I came up against time and time again is that, oh, you know, it just it just almost always takes a lot longer than you want it to. That's that's just how it rolls. And as a result, you have two choices. You know, one choice is either you just give up uh, or the other is you suck it up and you have to, you know, suck it up in a way, hopefully, that is strategic. Growth often is exponential, but only after a long period where it seems like nothing is happening. So what I advise people is, and, and this is very hard for a lot of folks, this is why it really takes, I think, courage and character and, and perhaps, you know, hopefully being surrounded by a community of people who can encourage you through these difficult times. But the truth is, it takes two or three years of very consistent effort, putting yourself out there, sharing your ideas, you know, whatever form it takes, you know, running the podcast, uh, writing for the blog, you know, whatever it is. Um, but it takes about two or three years before you see almost any return. It, you're doing it for, you know, two and a half years and, you know, your mom and your friend are reading it. And it's just like, wow, why am I doing this? Nobody's paying attention. This is terrible. And so a lot of people give up at that point. But the the tricky part, I think that, you know, the light at the end of the tunnel is that, oh, after quite a while of not seeing any progress at all, all of a sudden you reach a point typically where your efforts start compounding. Sponsors love small business influencers, but there's a ton of competition in that space for people who have huge platforms. But if you're somebody who focuses on pet care or gluten-free living or something with a smaller reach, hiking, one of our members has done really well with her topics around easy hiking and getting sponsors for her events. So smaller audiences, um, maybe you can get away with 5,000 to 10,000, but for a large type of audience, whether it's health or wellness or small business, I would say 10,000 plus to really get their attention. There are so many cool ways to work with sponsors. So sponsors will pay for things like tweets or Instagram posts or videos. They'll sponsor blog posts on your website. They'll sponsor blog posts on their own website. They'll sponsor podcast episodes. 
uh, online events. If you do a multi-day conference or even a single webinar, you can get sponsors. They'll pay you to speak. Um, so there's tons of different ways as long as you're reaching an audience. Stories don't just inform people. They actually build bridges between people as far as understanding and research even shows that um, that there are different um, responses, uh, subconscious responses within within us that have to do with connections and trust and trust building. And all of these occur and happen when we hear a powerful story. And so it ends up that we don't just understand more, uh, we actually feel more. We don't identify with characters in stories that have the answers. We identify with characters in the stories who have the struggles. So if you're telling a story uh, about your life, maybe it's your signature story, uh, and it's a nonfiction book, and you tell about how you picked yourself up by the bootstraps and made, you know, um, made something of your life, even though you were struggling with difficult times, it's not going to resonate with people because you're actually patting yourself on the back and you're the one with the answers. You're not the one we'll identify with. So instead, look for a story about a mentor, someone who actually taught and inspired you when you didn't have all the answers. Um, or look for a way that you found an answer in a place you never would have anticipated. Those are the stories people will connect better with than the ones where you come across as either the hero or the victim. Shannon Huffman Polson says, think through the less obvious places where your message can help others in meaningful ways. Remember, it is always about your reader, not about the book, or at least it's about how your book can meet a need in the reader, not only about the book. So when I am coaching authors, one of the things I try to do is get them to really think about who needs your book right now. This is something I got from my friend Fazia Burke. You know, your book is not for everyone. And so really be thinking carefully about who are the people who would need your book in this moment. And if you can build relationships with those people who have a felt need for your book, you'll get farther. As much as possible, say yes to every single opportunity that comes your way to share the message of your book with a new audience. Now, you might not be able to say yes to everything all at once. You know, it can be hard to schedule podcasts, but um, if you can say yes and then get to that opportunity in a time that works with your schedule without overwhelming you, it's far better to say yes to more things. Because when you say yes, you open up a possibility that you may meet that next person who could be instrumental in expanding the reach of your book far beyond what you can imagine. So the authors I've seen who are the most successful in marketing their books begin to even write their books with their marketing in mind. You know, before you put your hands on the keyboard to begin to type out that first introductory paragraph, if you can know who you're writing the book for and begin to plan for the marketing of the book, you'll be more successful. Obviously, there's um, a really important role in literature for um memoirs and more reflective literary pieces told from marginalized voices about their stories and the history of the groups and the communities that they they identify with but i think that science fiction and fantasy is an opportunity for those authors to be more creative with their stories and um help them sort of reimagine their community stories or um sort of 
brainstorm uh, all that the future could have to to hold for them. Um, I think there's just so much that you can do with science fiction and fantasy. The possibilities are sort of endless. Um, and so I think that people who are trying to explore really heavy themes can find a home doing that in science fiction and fantasy. A big one that fiction authors do is uh, talking about their process. Um, and if you are just getting started drafting your book today, it's not too soon to start doing that. Um, nonfiction authors, and I think that your book, Becky Reach, is a great example of you have so much material that you can pull from this to market yourself. Um, the book almost sort of like speaks for itself. You can pull quotes. You have this wonderful imagery on your cover. Um, you can turn this and, and this is something I pulled from your book. You can turn it into webinars and social media posts and tweets and everything. With fiction, it's a little funnier because a lot of the quotes from your book out of context don't make sense. People don't know what your book is about. Um, so from the very beginning, you can talk to your audience about your process. And people are obsessed with that. They want to know how you write. A lot of your fans maybe. uh authors just getting started themselves and your experience may help them figure out how to start their own experience. If you are feeling like you're having a hard time engaging authentically on social media, or if you're having like a low energy day and you're like, I have to engage on social media. I don't know where to begin. I, I kind of feel tired. <laughs> what I like to do is I go on to Instagram or Twitter and I look up the hashtag of the last book I read. So right now I'm reading an Avatar The Last Airbender fantasy book uh, called The Rise of Kiyoshi. So I would maybe go onto Instagram, look up hashtag The Rise of Kiyoshi, see what other people have said recently about the, the book and, and hop into those conversations that people are already having in the social media book community. That's a really good way to sort of start engaging authentically with your community. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Book Marketing Action Podcast. If you haven't already, I hope you'll buy a copy of my new book, Reach. Create the biggest possible audience for your message, book, or cause. When you buy the book, you'll unlock a free course of Reach resources with more than 50 additional learning resources available exclusively for those who buy the book. Find out more and find links to buy the book at beckyrobinson.com forward slash book. If you've already read the book, I'd appreciate an Amazon review. Thanks.